following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to Rudy's Revelation. It's Sunday, May 2nd, 2021. This week, I'll be talking about the crucible moment politically in history, and in particular, the history of the United States. I'll also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation, where South Carolina Senator Tim Scott defenses conservative positions as a black leader in the GOP. Also be checking in on Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where senior contributor Ted Koppel explores what cancel culture means for our society with columnist Andrew Sullivan and writer Perry Bacon Jr., also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. Also go over the weekend headlines all in the next 30 minutes. But first I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. of the day is crucible a place or situation in which concentrated forces interact to cause or influence change or development it's also a severe test and we're obviously in a period of severe test and change as written here in Forbes from March 27 2020 America is in a crucible moment our post-pandemic leadership agenda. It's an article by William F. Meehan III. Most people know the crucible from the movie, and they think it relates to religion. And this movie from 1996 uh, with Winona Ryder was uh, a Salem resident attempts to frame her ex-lover's wife for being a witch in the middle of the 1692 witchcraft trials. And this is from the Epic Times. Michael Flynn, 2020 election is a crucible moment in American history. That is exactly true because right now there are a lot of things going on that are undermining the liberty that this country provides in its constitution. If people don't know, we live in a constitutional republic it is a democracy but it's a constitutional republic and from the american mind action civics replaces citizenship with partisanship and this is a publication of the claremont institute and this is from an article 
by the 1st of January of this year by Stanley Kurtz. And the reason I get into this article, it, it talks about how um, state lawmakers must protect education from activism. And down throughout the article here, their heads a section, the crucible of radicals. The built-in progressive bias of action civics comes through as well in what is perhaps the, the this movement's most influential publication, A Crucible Moment, College Learning and Democracy's Future, released in 2012 by a White House task force led by the Association of American Colleges and Universities. A Crucible Moment lent the imprateur of the federal government to action civics. The implication of that endorsement was that federal regulation and funding would be deployed to steer universities in this new direction. Follow-on actions by the Department of Education in 2012 confirmed this. A crucible moment thus served as a catalyst for the rise of action civics in American higher education and over time at the K-12 level as well. Now, that was back in 2012. It's almost 10 years hence, and it is making its way down into even... Uh, lower grade school. <laughs> Going to get into the news headlines. Connecticut Senate passes bill to remove religious exemptions from child vaccinations. This is from the 27th of April, where the Connecticut Senate vote was 22 to 14. The controversial bill drew huge crowds to the Capitol on Tuesday. This is from my home state. And indeed, there were thousands and thousands of people who went to the Capitol to protest. People lined Capitol Avenue all the way down to the legislative building, holding up signs that say, parents call the shots, my body, my kids, my choice, and coercion is not consent. Amen. 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 With you there. From the New York Times, prosecutors are said to have sought aggressive approach to Capitol riot inquiry. Their proposal was quashed amid concerns that it would violate First Amendment protections. People briefed on the plan said this article by Katie Bremer. In the weeks after the deadly Capitol riot, deadly because of Ashley Babbitt, who was killed by a Capitol police officer, Prosecutors in Washington devised a broad plan to root out possible conspirators, according to two people briefed on it, pulled together the names of an array of people who have known the assailants and investigate them for ties to the attack. Uh, this was a protest where they stormed the building. Um, it was purely a protest. It was an insurrection. Um, they weren't assailants because most people weren't involved in physical violence. Also from the New York Times, COVID on the border, migrants aren't tested at arrival in U.S. We've known this for a few weeks. This is an article from the 28th. The Border Patrol says it has insufficient time and space to conduct coronavirus testing at crowded processing stations. 
Officials in border cities fear further spread of the virus. Well, because of the location, it's the fact is uh, warmer weather is is on the south, so you're going to see a a reduction. Search for Pelosi's laptop leads feds to Alaska and wrong home, woman claims. The authorized search was conducted by the FBI and an officer with the Capitol Police. The Alaska owner of a boutique hotel in Homer said federal agents searched her home this week after having mistaken her for another woman in an effort to recover Nancy Pelosi's stolen laptop. Funny, funny, funny. This is from the Daily Mail. Riot police spray tear gas as they come under attack from protesters in Paris with thousands defying lockdown rules to take streets in the cities across the world for May Day rallies. And you can see that most of the socialist rallies end up in violence, um, but they're trying to conflate them here with the lockdown um, protests, which are different. So they take a socialist uprising and they claim it's lockdown protesters. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune. Mitt Romney booed at raucous Utah GOP convention as speakers attack the Biden agenda. With over 2,000 registered delegates in attendance at an in-person convention, state Republican leaders urge party unity after divisive year. Oh, this is a whitewash here from the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, with masks in short supply, they re- they write uh, an article here by Brian Schott and Tony Semerad. Senator Mitt Romney was lustily booed in the packed Maverick Center. Well, of course. I mean, that guy is a, he's a rhino. Or, or a neocon, whatever, however you want to um, refer to these people as. This is from the Daily Beast. Zuckerberg gobbles up another big chunk of Hawaii beachfront. Um, the elite are preparing their escape, and um, Zuckerberg's preference is Kauai. Uh, there are a lot of other people that are going to New Zealand. So get your plan in place. You don't want to be fighting for food at the supermarket. The Wall Street Journal, Biden's plan to spend $4.5 trillion without boosting deficits depends on factors beyond his control. Um, there will be deficit spending because these people are Keynesians. If you don't know who um, Keynes is, he was an economist that believed that... Uh, increased uh, borrowing or deficit spending into infinity uh, would have no effect. Uh, we will see what happens. This is really Cloward and Piven. Also, some uh, two college professors uh, you should look up, Cloward and Piven. Uh, they devised a socialist plan to just bankrupt states, and then when they collapse, uh, you usher in. Socialism. So this is from Thomson Reuters. Indian scientists flag virus mutations that could evade immune response. 
from Krishna Das, a, a forum of scientist advisors set up by the Indian government has told authorities about minor mutations in some samples of coronavirus that could possibly evade immune system response and require more study. This is from Axios. It's set to be a hot, violent summer by Brian Walsh. After a year in which murders spiked in the U.S., homicides are already trending up in many cities, presaging what is likely to be a violent summer. And he goes on to say why it matters. Why it matters. Do you really have to state why it matters? The rise in homicide is a public health crisis, among other things. Lawlessness is just like the end of civilization. If you have people running around murdering other people, um, you could say that's uncivilized. This is from Sky News in Auckland. China already engaging in a regular war with U.S. in gray zone. Experts say a China war is already well underway with the United States, but Australia needs to take advantage of its obvious weakness. The fact is, we are in an irregular war. People should look into, uh, I talked a little bit about it previously, uh, about 4G, uh, 3G and 4G warfare, uh, fourth generational warfare, which doesn't include traditional warfare weapons like ships and bombs and all that stuff. They do it politically, uh, biologically, and psychologically. From Fox Business, global microchip shortage has China eyeing Taiwan. Some worry China may use military force to seize Taiwan in its microchip industry. Well, I'm sure they wargamed it. From CNN, Al-Qaeda promises war on all fronts against America as Biden pulls out of Afghanistan. Well, you know what's going to happen. Biden promises to pull out of, out of Afghanistan because that's what the people want. However, you will see, I am predicting right here, you will see a major military event happen in Afghanistan or another place. I I say Afghanistan that will keep the troops there. Oh, boy. From the AFP, AI captain, first autonomous ship prepares maiden voyage. So the Mayflower 400, the the world's first intelligent ship, bobs gently in the... Light swell as it stops its engines in Plymouth Sound off England's southwest coast before self-activating a hydrophone designed to listen to whales. Uh, So, like I said, this is just adding on to the growing uh, automated robotics, uh, the revolution that is happening before our eyes. So I had to stop on this. This is from Fox 5 New York. Did anybody see this video of... President Joe Biden uh, was walking across the lawn of the White House and he he bent over like a mentally challenged eight-year-old and picked a flower, a weed actually, a dandelion, and then gave it to the First Lady. It was just so strange. It's really strange. Uh, From the Epic Times, lawyer for Ashley Babbitt's family Say they will seek $10 million from U.S. Capitol Police in lawsuit. Good for them. I mean, she wasn't even warned or anything. It should, shouldn't have been there. You know, it's one of these things. You just shouldn't have been there. That's why something bad happened. 
but she wasn't warned. He already was training his gun on the doorway, um, and she like just stuck her head through, and he shot her in the throat. And then the the audacity is is the thing that they don't even name the policeman who did it, or the officer, or the agent. I should say it's an agent of the state. From the Daily Mail, Florida resident claimed pest control trial that will release up to a billion genetically engineered mosquitoes in the Keys to reduce species carrying diseases is terrorism. Like I said, they're just, they're doing stuff they don't even ask. Trials of the first ever U.S. release of genetically engineered mosquitoes. First ever U.S. release of genetically engineered being this week. Not good. Not good. And that's what that's what the vaccine is too. It's it's genetically engineered. So we have social engineering and we have genetic engineering. What could go wrong? They're gonna tear it to the New York Times. We haven't even gotten to the Times yet. So they're pushing Bill Nye now that Nye Bill Nye, who's not a scientist, Bill Nye the science guy who's ba- basically a, a Captain Kangaroo of, of science. Um, has been debunked all over the place, and people are asking for him to stop posing as a scientist and basically teaching kids about, well, making false claims about climate change to children. And that's what I said, the indoctrination starts early. So now this guy has reemerged in at TikTok. And so he's a celebrity pitch man for TikTok. New Jersey teacher suspended after calling George Floyd a criminal. Um, This has been going around all over Facebook, not this specific story, but a general position from uh, the law and order crowd is that George Floyd was a drug user and a criminal. He was in possession of narcotics. He was on narcotics. He was resisting arrest. And this New Jersey high school teacher, Howard Zlotkin, had been suspended with pay after appearing to target black students in an online class. I don't think he taught. He basically went on a tirade uh, to tell Black Lives Matter supporters that not to lionize this guy, George Floyd, because he was a criminal, and he was killed by police. He died in police custody. I mean, he, of course, this is uh, in an article by Amanda Rosa from the New York Times. They say the man murdered by police, uh, because I guess that's what the trial found. But he died in police custody. He was on fentanyl. Um, lots of people die in police custody. Uh, he wasn't shot. So there are other cases that you could make about people being murdered by police. I, I just think they, they picked on this one. It was the right timing. It was right at Memorial Day. They had the video. I can't breathe. Um, because he was overdosing. He was dying. That's why I couldn't breathe. A search for remembrance after the Sandy Hook massacre, the residents of Newtown, Connecticut, have approved a memorial to the children and staff killed at the Sandy Hook Elementary School 
but the sadness has yet to abate. This is what I mean. It's like, why are you memorializing this? The state is memorializing this because you can never forget because it's a catalyst for gun control. Whether you can argue, uh, uh, you know, how legitimate the the massacre, you know, what it was, what you know, the, besides the point. Let's just say lots of people were killed down by an autistic kid for no reason. Uh, they use it as a catalyst for gun control. So now you got to memorialize that. So now you have a, a, a memorial to gun control. It's just ridiculous. They say they did the same thing with 9-11. I mean, never forget. But people are forgetting. Why? Because it's a tragedy. You don't, it's like, remember the main. Sure, there's a slogan. But why are you putting up, it's just... It all started with Oklahoma City, where they put the memorial up to, you know, it's a tragic, a plaque, a small memorial that people died there to have this big, overwhelming thing like, what, people are going to visit there? They're not war dead. And this is one of the best from the New York Times. Uh, from the past, the chilling warning about the extremists of the present, almost four decades after officials dismantled the order a violent far-right group. Experts see echoes in the far-right today. What is far-right? Could someone explain it to me? Far-right? In, in the political scale, I look at far-right means you don't want any taxes. You know, you don't want to pay for taxes. You you support individualism. And that has led to uh, accusations of ethnostatism, you know, whatever that is. That's just more group mentality. The right is about individualism, individual rights, and the right not to the right not to be part of any group undertaking. And that's why it's no taxes, including paying for the government. If you believe in individualism, you have to believe you have the right to opt in and opt out. That's the whole basis of it. That's why people have to understand that socialism, when you get, get into group dynamics, first they pit groups against each other, and then they pit the group against the individual. That's called bullying. There's always this misnomer about bullies. There are no bullies. Bullies do it for the crowd. If the crowd didn't wasn't interested in what the bully was doing, there would be no bullies. But they're trying to tie the crime spree was played out in 1984 and fast forward to the federal agents, prosecutors who were dismantled the order, see troubling echoes in today. So they're trying to, and they don't, that's why they don't say it here because that would be a real stretch. Um, a neo Nazi far right group, ethno nationalists, basically. Nazis, real white supremacists, the order in the Pacific Northwest. They're trying to equate that to the new Republican movement, uh, more of a libertarian movement, but a right, a rightist movement uh, for individuality and, and the individual liberties protection of um, and anti-socialists. They're trying to equate that with neo-Nazis. 
How a Miami school became a beacon for anti-vaxxers, Center Academy barred teachers newly vaccinated against the coronavirus from being near students. Why? Because of shedding? Apparently, if you're inoculated or you take the shot, you could shed the virus. Some parents threatened to withdraw their children. Others clamored to enroll. Also from the New York Times, GOP seeks to empower poll watchers, raising intimidation worries. Republicans in several states are pushing bills to give poll watchers more autonomy. Alarmed election officials and voting rights activists say it's a new attempt to target voters of color. These are poll watchers, but most of the poll, what are called poll watchers, are election, are really count watchers, because they're not at the polls as much as they are at the counting stations, right? And, of course, the Sunday Review, the best of the New York Times op-ed pieces, and, of course, they go after the new Trump. Easy, it's Tucker by Frank Bruni. The lead item in Politico's signature morning newsletter asked if a certain public figure was losing his mind. His rants made him seem ever more unhinged. Then again, they might be theatrical, a way to keep you guessing as whether he's just putting you on. Those words or their rough equivalents were used scores, if not hundreds of times, to describe Donald Trump. But they were written last Tuesday about Tucker Carlson, and they settled the batter. He's the new Trump, not Ron DeSantis, not Josh Hawley, not Rick Scott. Rick Scott's black, by the way. Certainly not Ted Cruz. Those other men are vying merely for Trump's political mantle with the occasional side trip to Cancun. Carlson is seizing Trump's theatrical mantle as well. Moving to fill empty space created by Trump's ejection from the White House. His, his ejection? No, he left. They didn't drag him out like they said they would. His banishment from social media and his petulant quasi-hibernation. Carlson is triggering the libs like Trump triggered the libs. He's animating the pundits like Trump animated the pundits. Carlson endlessly denounced, exhaustively parsed Jeremy Yad against masks on his Fox News show. Well, right, because, dude... Frank Bruni, look at the science. Masks are not that effective, right? They're just a psychological op. They're not that effective. First of all, Tucker Carlson has become a libertarian. He was a conservative knucklehead for years with his stupid bow tie. And then all of a sudden he spent a week with Alex Jones and he comes back and he goes, I didn't know what was going on. The real struggle is against individual liberties, Globally, and of course, it's paramount here in the U.S. because it's constitutional. And they're trying to take that away. Really, the Chinese are trying to take that away. But people that are authoritarian want to take away your civil liberties. They say, you know, that experiment of freedom is over. Look, it just created a bunch of dumb knuckleheads. Well, some of us appreciate our freedom and our liberty. And if you don't know what liberty is, it's your political power to keep yourself physically free. How you keep yourself free is your political power. And it's granted to every individual, not just citizens, but residents of this country, are all treated constitutionally, most particularly citizens. People don't understand that. (laughs) 
All right, we're going to leave you. We're going to leave you with South Carolina Senator Tim Scott after his rebuttal to Biden's State of the Union. It's not State of the Union. Address to joint session. And so now Tim Scott's on the chopping block because he's under attack. Um, so he's, uh, defends a bunch of things. I mean, he's trying to reform police. So, but he defends his conservative positions as a black leader in the GOP. So, uh, here he is with John Dickerson. Tucker Carlson is very influential with Republicans. Think about the parts of the two bills that are in common, data collection. I think through negotiations and conversations, we are now closer on no-knock warrants and, and chokeholds. And there's something called Section 1033 that has to do with getting government equipment from the military for local police. Tucker Carlson is very influential with the Republicans. Let me ask you about your, your theory about race. Critical theory also capitalized as critical theory. Uh, you said America is not a racist country in your response to the president. The president has subsequently said he agrees with you. Um, but you've, and yes. you help people understand when you say it's not a racist country, but then you do talk about a system that targets black Americans. You've talked about it today. Help people square those two statements. Sure. Absolutely. Well, um, first, let me say, thank goodness that finally our president, our vice president, one of the leaders uh, in the Democrat, Democrat caucus in the House, Jim Clyburn, have all come forward and said exactly what I've been saying for a long time. America is not a racist country. The question is, is there a lingering effect after a couple of centuries of racism and discrimination in this nation? The answer is absolutely. The question we should be debating and fighting over is how do we resolve those issues going forward? One side says, I'm going to take from some to give to others. Fighting bigotry with bigotry is hypocrisy. It just doesn't work. The second, our side, what I've suggested is, let's expand opportunity and make sure that we are fully equipped for the challenges of the future. One of the reasons why we have fought for and won the highest level of funding for historically black colleges Republicans leading that fight is because I understand that if I can level the playing field in education, we will actually see human flourishing that, like we've never seen before. If we focus our attention in healthcare, yeah. as we have on sickle cell anemia or on opportunity zones for bringing resources into poor communities, we'll see what we have seen, which is the unemployment rates hitting all-time lows for African Americans, Hispanics, 70-year yeah. low for women. Those things actually matter, John. Yeah, but but when you say there, one side is talking about taking from one side to the other. I mean. <laughs> You're not saying that that making sure that there's money that goes to those black communities is a bad thing. Well, John, let me say it differently. When you pass a COVID package with two trillion dollars of spending and in your package you hide in there. If you are a black farmer, we will give you resources. But if you are a white farmer, you're excluded from those same resources. And you, and you ain't, ain't black. black. That's taking from one to give to the other. What? It's one of the reasons why in the 1990s, the USDA had to pay out the Pickford settlements to black farmers for taking from them to give the white farmers. Well, so we're going to reverse that and call that a way well, of creating fairness in our country? That doesn't really work. Let me ask you about taxes here, because that's a part of this argument, too. The president says 55 largest corporations pay no corporate taxes. Polls consistently show 70% of the country thinks that, uh, that the system is tilted towards the powerful. Why is it not? Why isn't just many corporations pay their fair share to inch up the corporate tax rate, as the president suggested? 
the simple reason, and this is what I think is kind of stunning that we're missing in the conversation, and, and you asked that of the White House um, Chief of Staff recently or earlier. We have competition. America has global competitors whose tax rates are lower than we are right now at 21 percent. Therefore, by taking it to 28 percent, you actually rebalance the world against American workers. It's one of the reasons why the Biden plan makes wages, suppresses wages long term and slows the growth of our economy because our competition is significantly lower than ours. You cannot compete in a global competition with higher taxes versus lower taxes and expect to win more of the contracts. That's kind of simple. 70% of your, your party Absolutely. think that Joe Biden is illegitimate because the election was stolen. How do you have common ground with that belief? Well, by moving on, the, the election is over. Joe, Joe Biden is the president of the United the States. The legitimate president. And now what we have to wrestle with of course he is. Well, now what we have to wrestle with is can we spend six to six and a half trillion dollars and raise taxes by four to four and a half trillion dollars and create a better America? My All answer right, is no. And you ain't black. All right, we're going to hurry up here and leave you. This is the best. This is Ted Koppel talking about cancel culture. Cancel culture, as it's called these days, is a social weapon that has served the outrage of both the left... When you cross that kind of societal norm, you must pay the consequence. ...and the right. He never played professional football again. If you can't apologize and be forgiven, what do they need to do? What are the next steps? Is it public flogging? Cancel culture is real, it's insane, and it's growing exponentially. Sean Hannity offered his viewers a handy reference guide. They want to cancel, let's see, Dr. Seuss, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, Pepe Le Pew. They, you know, the left, the squad, the woke crowd. Liberals successfully purged almost all conservatives from academia, the entertainment industry, and journalism. Like those members of the San Francisco Board of Education who approved a plan to change the names of 44 schools linked to historical racism. And you ain't black. One named after President Lincoln. This is how Trump gets reelected. Cancel Dr. Seuss, cancel Abe Lincoln, meltdown Mr. Potato Head. Listen to Perry Bacon Jr., a senior writer for the website 538. We are undergoing an incredibly important re-examination of who our heroes are. They're going to put you all back in chains. And should be. And you ain't black. You realize, of course, that that leaves you wide open to the argument that we are applying 21st century values to 18th century people. I'm a black person in America. I'm pretty happy for some of the things Lincoln did. So I'm not opposed to that. But I do think, yes. We are seeing some of the most fundamental values of our society questioned. Capitalism. Is America an exceptional country? Is America a great country? Is, a is America a model for other countries? Yes, yes. There are people on the left who absolutely want to reevaluate the entire American history based on 2021 values. Critical theory, also capitalized as critical theory, one, 
is an approach to social philosophy that focuses on reflective assessment and critique of society and culture in order to reveal and challenge power structures. I started making videos because I wanted to teach people about rhetoric and propaganda. 30 years ago, a strikingly similar issue carried a different label. 1992 is the year of political correctness. Be sensitive or else. Political correctness. And Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, joined me on Nightline to explain why so many teachers on campus were frightened by the phenomenon. They're scared because this is a populist intimidation, if it, if it happens at all, within groups of faculty and groups of students, where people simply don't want to risk either being vilified or unpopularity, or themselves are unwilling to have their own prejudices examined. National culture is much more focused on punishment. The slightest spark creates an avalanche, if you will, of retribution. There's no room for error, and the response is not to start a conversation or a dialogue, but to shut the person out in some way. Columnist Andrew Sullivan reports recently experiencing just that, when some of his colleagues at New York Magazine declared themselves sufficiently uncomfortable with him that he was, well, canceled. America has always had these spasms of bullying, of social intimidation, of trying to suppress. From Salem through the blacklist, it goes way back, and this is just another bout of this Puritanism, which I hope at some point will end. This country is an amazing experiment in openness and diversity, generating more mutual understanding. Used to be. No, it's, it's more than it's ever been. You go anywhere in the world, anywhere else in the world, and find a country as diverse and as tolerant as this one. You try. You think China? doesn't have unbelievable levels of unspeakable racism and sexism. The left is moving towards a deliberate re-engineering of our society along identity-based lines. You're not all white supremacists. These narratives that are being propelled that this society is basically not even advanced since slavery, these are extremist views. The idea there's no difference between men and women, that biological sex does not exist, I mean, this stuff is insane. But to those who say, Andrew, look, for all the generations that we, women, we, trans, we, blacks, have been oppressed in this country, we finally have the wherewithal... To oppress others? We finally have the wherewithal to administer some leverage of our own. What's your answer? I think some of it is motivated by a kind of inverse racism and sexism that wants some kind of payback. Yes, I do think some of that is part of the psychology. Put it bluntly, white heterosexual men have a little less power to control the discourse, and people who are not those have a little more power just to control the discourse. More than half the registered voters surveyed in a recent Harvard-Harris poll, 64% saw their freedom threatened cancel culture. The issues at stake are about real political power. Who gains and who loses. That's it for me. Rudy's Revelation. Every Sunday.
Check me out. Facebook and Twitter. See you next week.